Welcome to Popyak. I'm your host TJ, and today we're talking about WrestleMania Night One. Uh, WrestleMania is broken up into two nights this year because they saw it, Wrestle Kingdom do it in New Japan and decided we could do that and make twice as much money. We can run two WrestleManias, and so they're never gonna stop doing it. I am really hyped for WrestleMania weekend, the WrestleMania week. And the WrestleMania week afterward, where we'll still be catching up with the shows from WrestleMania week. I like a lot of wrestling. WrestleMania is the top of the tops, production-wise. Match quality-wise, sometimes. And storyline-wise, definitely. They know how to tell a goddamn story. It's harder for an indie promotion to tell a story, for instance, because sometimes you're getting people that just got to the show and this is their first wrestling show, or they're just there to see cool spots, they don't care about your storylines, or people don't show up concurrently enough to get and to get invested in a storyline so indie wrestling doesn't really have much of storylines but the matchups are king so i'm gonna be watching a lot of wrestling but wrestlemania night one that's what we're here to talk about the first match was john cena versus austin theory a town down does he come from uh, atlanta is that why he says that if not he should stop saying it i don't know what this austin theory guy's deal is uh, i haven't really watched much wwe i've only just watched the royal rumble and i try to st- catch the big pay-per-views if they really look interesting i i I absolutely know john cena uh i don't know austin theory so i wasn't really into him winning i was just like who the fuck is this guy i hope he gets i hope he gets trucked especially since he's a smarmy heel and he looks his beard looks terrible and that's already a sin against him and he didn't have a -A make-a-wish kid entrance like john cena did so there are a lot of strikes against austin theory and uh, usually, if you know me in, per- in person, in real life, you know that I am a prolific wrestling hater. Like, there are a lot of wrestlers that I just don't like. I like a lot of wrestlers, but there are some wrestlers, a lot of faves that people like that I don't. Austin Theory is one of them. He's mostly popular with people who just watch wrestling to see the muscle men. And I don't get it. He, MJF, kills in the muscle men department. This guy doesn't do it for me. John Cena neither. Let's get that straight. John Cena and his incredibly balding hair. What do you guys think? Do you think it's John Cena to just let it go and go bald? I mean, we've seen Cena forever with hair. I don't know how he comes back from this. I'm like, he has money. Can't he pay to get, like, hair restoration? Like, isn't there a way to fix that? Can he get hair extensions or plugs or Bosley or something? It looks terrible, John. But I guess maybe he's like, this will show that I am matured. Maybe it's like people back in the 1700s used to powder their wigs to seem older and wiser. Maybe that's what John Cena is doing with this balding situation. Uh, Like I said before, the entrances were fucking great. I love the John Cena. Well, Austin Theory's entrance wasn't anything. He just kind of showed up um with like the most annoying music and john cena showed up he made a bunch of wish kids dreams come true so i was rooting for john cena here unfortunately and i and i circled john cena's face in my pick'em sheet unfortunately john cena lost because ref wasn't looking when austin theory hit him in the balls one time and that was enough to take out john cena maybe it's age you know maybe john cena can't do it no more and that's why in kayfabe he lost this match But also, in kayfabe, there's no way John Cena should lose any match, ever, at all. I get that John Cena's older now, but fucking Hulk Hogan was wrestling The Rock when he was an old man. And he he was still a challenge, because he was the immortal Hulk Hogan. You'd think that somebody like John Cena would also pose that much of a challenge, but John Cena just wanted to get in and get out so he can go home and go to sleep. To go home and go to sleep seems to to be the way to deal with your career as you get older. We had the tag team clusterfuck match with uh, Braun Strowman and Ricochet, or as I like to call them... Uh, thing one and thing two versus the Street Profits, Alpha Academy, and the Viking Raiders. 
so this was just to showcase the men's tag division, which is fine. You can do that. Uh, it's just a match to get more people on TV. The winner of the best entrance award in this has to go to the Viking Raiders. They look fucking scary coming in, into this. I know that Nikki Cross has some detractors because of other stuff, but I tend to really try my hardest to look past that and look at the wrestling, even though sometimes it can't be helped. And I'm like, nope, I can't look past it. You're a douchebag. I'm choosing to look past the transgressions of the Viking Raiders, Nikki's transgressions, because she seems to have changed her gear enough to not look like Max the Impaler, who is a indie wrestler, who people are like, oh, you're ripping them off. So hopefully she's going to get away from the stigma as she changes up more and more from Max the Impaler's style. I mean, you can't be like, oh, she stole her gimmick. Viking is a generic wrestling gimmick. You know, it's not something that we can put a put in a box and be like, nobody's allowed to be Vikings but these people. Uh, I do think the look is very important and the gear, and I think that she changed it up enough. This match looked great. This match was a fun clusterfuck with the Street Profits showing out. Montez Ford was all I was here for, by the way. Um, and I, my favorite team in this sh- in the showcase is Alpha Academy. I love Otis with all of my heart, and likewise with his partner uh, Chad Gable. But Street Profits showed out a good job, um, especially to Angelo Dawkins being the unfortunate Marty Jannetty nominee for this year, being the one to truck Braun Strowman and get the win. So I I love this. This was fantastic. It's just what you need to wake up the crowd. The next match was Seth Rollins versus Logan Paul. Seth Rollins is doing this Joker plus drip gimmick and Logan Paul is Logan Paul. I have to give it to him. You know, I know that everybody's like, but he's a douchebag. I get it. Logan Paul's a douchebag, but he's good at wrestling. And I was sports entertained watching him. The worst person you know performs well. (laughs) And the KSI thing is going to be memed for the rest of the, for the rest of the year. It was fantastic. The, everything about this match was fun. Seth Rollins is a fruit roll-up outfit. That he unrobed and was wearing the sluttiest Shawn Michaels tribute gear I've ever seen in hot pink. Seth Rollins' hot pink was hard to visually look at. X-Men started trending because Logan Paul was wearing X-Men blue and gold. And he was feuding with a guy who dressed in Magneto colors. <laughs> so this was quite interesting to see uh, X-Men battle. And X-Men being my favorite comic, I was quite saddened that Seth, that uh, Logan Paul was the one to be wearing their colors. But it was a good match. Big ups for Seth Rollins and Logan Paul, and good for Seth Rollins for lining himself up to be the next contender to Cody Rhodes next year. Is what I'm I'm calling that in advance. I'm calling my shot. Then the, the women's nostalgia match happened, where Becky Lynch, Trish Stratus, and Lita had the coolest entrance of the night by far with their like Sin City entrance and wearing their like throwback gear. It made me and my little brother lose our collective shit on Twitter. Uh, if you're not following me on Twitter, definitely give me a follow. I do most of my wrestle talk there at audio underscore D E E. That's me spelling it out, by the way. It's audio D. I don't I hope you guys aren't looking for audio D E E E E. That audio D. I'll put it in the doobly doo so you guys can see it. But I was here for Lita. I was living when Lita was doing all of her shit. I was alive. Damage control, Bailey, Dakota Kai, and EO Sky. I honestly don't care. I like Bailey a lot. She's better as a face, in my personal opinion. Dakota Kai is a big yawn, and Io Shirai, I don't know, I like the name Io Shirai better, but I understand why she changed it to Sky. She, I, I like Io. 
I think she's fantastic. I like Bailey, but like I said, Dakota Kai is boring. This match was a nice throwback showcase for the vintage Attitude Era women, Lita and Trish, who still look a look fantastic, have aged gracefully, and can still do it in the ring. Sometimes they can be a little awkward, but they're still awesome. Let's never forget what the roads that they've paved for women's wrestling today. So good shit. I liked the tribute match to them. Then we had the, my opinion, storyline of the year, Rey Mysterio versus Dominic Mysterio. And I say this is the storyline of the year because it spanned years. This started back when Eddie and Rey had Dominic up for custody. If you don't know what I'm talking about, watch it on YouTube. Go look that up on YouTube. They fought for the custody of Dominic before Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio. Uh, that was a real thing. They put the custody papers on top of a ladder. We had Eddie Guerrero famously yelling, where the fuck is Vicky? Which was ingrained in my brain forever because Vicky missed her spot. I loved Dominic's entrance with the jail situation where they, they like let him out of jail and he showed up in Ray's mask. Finally, he looks like his father when he puts the mask on and you can see his father's features poking out of that mask. He looks just like Ray. But an evil Ray Mysterio is the coolest shit ever. And I didn't know I wanted it until I saw it. Awesome jacket on this dude. Of course, everybody screaming, holler if you hear me. If you hear the sirens, that's just how it is. I did it. We all did it. Dominic, though, should adopt the sirens. He should take them and start using that for the beginning of his sad but true uh, homage to Ray Mysterio's ECW theme music, entrance music. So sick. Love the sad but true uh, Jimmy Hart version. And I loved Rey Mysterio's entrance. The homage to Eddie. The riding in a lowrider with Snoop Dogg. It just was everything. It was everything. It was perfect. Rey's wearing his Muda tribute mask because Muda retired this year. Spectacular match. Fun spots. It told a story. It was fantastic. Everybody, including sponsor Cinnamon Toast Crunch, got really emotional and involved with a father beating his son. We all gathered as a country and watched and cheered on a father beat his son because that son was a little shit and needed to get a spanking. Sponsored by a uh, breakfast cereal. That, it was the wrong place and the wrong time for that sponsorship. You should put that sponsorship and that mascot in the almost Brock Lesnar match. That's where it belongs. Not here. Not in this beautiful story. Man, I love Rey Mysterio. And if this is, if this is the way he retires, so be it. Like, this was perfect. Next is the SmackDown Women's Championship, Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley. This match was good. It started off really slow, which I wasn't a fan of. I'm never a fan of slow starts to matches. I'm here for bangers from start to finish. That's that's how I am. I'm very impatient. I'm here for the Carnage uh, Ballet. That's why I exist. I loved this match at the end of it. I love Rhea Ripley. I think she's fantastic. And from her humble beginnings... Of a being a Charlotte Flair, a Charlotte Flair like lookalike, she evolved into her own person, into her own character. I really hope to see more good things out of Rhea Ripley. This is only her, the beginning for her, and I'm very excited. Charlotte hit her spots and worried us all because she kept doing backflips off suplexes, and I'm like, girl, you are going to permanently injure yourself. Do not. I don't want to see. I don't want to hear about another WrestleMania weekend injury. One is enough. One is too many. But Charlotte did the damn thing, and she smiled as the torch was passed. Very good match. I'm not going to be grading these matches and giving them star ratings, because that's for other people to do. I'm just going to be like, I like this one. This one's good. Pat McAfee versus The Miz was thrown on the card last minute. It was good to just see Pat McAfee. I'm a, I'm a fan of his. His optimism is infectious i think he's a fantastic commentator and he's good at, he's good as fuck as wrestling he's like logan paul but not a piece of shit 
So I like Pat McAfee. Uh, I thought this was dumb and convoluted way to getting Miz into the match. But here we are. <laughs> here it is. McAfee wins. That's all you really need. Also, a quote-unquote fan jumped the barricade. We had a sports guy, I think a football player, jumped the barricade and took down the Miz. I don't like spots where fans jump the barricade or quote-unquote fans do it because you give people the illusion that it is okay to jump the barricade. So I didn't really like that part. But this way is what it is. It's a dud in my opinion. It was fine. I just was happy to see Pat. And everybody was happy that Michael Cole got a tranquilizer dart in the form of Pat McAfee. They were like, Michael Cole's very upset. Send out Pat to calm him down. And it worked because Michael Cole was very heated during the Rey Mysterio match. Very heated. And he calmed down once Pat came out. Thank, thank the Lord. Then the main event happened. The Undisputed Tag Team Championships, the Usos versus Sami Zayn, which is the feud that was undisputedly the storyline of last year. And that's why I'm saying Rey Mysterio is the storyline of several years. Best storyline of several years. Good long-term storytelling. And and I'm not going to shit on this. This was excellent long-term storytelling. Best storyline of last year, of 2022, culminates in this WrestleMania. Because um, that's the thing. Everybody's like, this is storyline of the year. It's like, bro, the year just started. The year just started. The only reason I gave it to Rey and Dominic because it spanned like a decade. You know, this one... I think also kind of did. It goes all the way back to Sammy and Kevin's roots as friends and PWG, which is why they were wearing the PWG stuff. And so that was cool. But I think you needed a lot more context um, for their long-term feud than you need for Ray and Dominic because WWE owns all the footage with Ray and Dominic. They don't own all the footage with Sammy Zayn and Kevin Owens. So we don't get the entire story there. But it was still a very good match. I loved it. I love this storyline. I really wanted to see Sammy take out Roman. But this is the next best thing. Because the Usos were the ones that brought him in. They're the ones who loved him. Won the match. They won the championships. These two best friends who promised each other that they would be tag team champions. Got their wish at WrestleMania. And that's the way you fucking end the show. I thought this was spectacular fucking WrestleMania night. I think tomorrow has a lot to live up to because night one was a fucking banger. If I had to rate the entire night one and I give it a grade, I don't give individual matches grades, just the whole show in general. This show was an A minus. Like that John Cena thing, I really think that they just kind of spit in the face of those Make a Wish kids and the Pat McAfee thing. Um, even though I was happy to see Pat, I thought the ma- how get- they got into the match was dumb. What we we got a good ass show out of it, I enjoyed myself this weekend, and I think that the mood I had coming into WrestleMania, being one of jubilation and celebration because of wrestling, uh, and how much I love it, how much we're celebrating it, just kind of made me so excited that, boom, this, I give this show an A-, minus. the WWE show, incredible, a WrestleMania, like I said, I'm a prolific hater <laughs> of a lot of people's faves in wrestling, and uh, I expected to have a lot more, I expected to not like WrestleMania as much as I did, and I fucking loved it, so big ups to the WWE, you did you did the damn thing, you uh, showed why you are at the top, at least for one night, we're gonna come back on Monday with the th- my thoughts on night two, be there or be triangular, thanks so much for listening.